You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Which coast? Traveling east to west... Aaron Ladd. Oh, he did it! (laughs) Mark Gunnels. At the house on it. Chiefs coast to coast. Welcome you back to to my city here. I mean, I saw you. You got to see KCI. Was that your Was that your first time going through uh, the the new terminal? No, it's like my third time. My third time. It feels good. You know, it feels like actually, you know, you walking through, it's like, oh, there's food options here. And... Yeah, like it's actually a functional airport. <laughs> there's more than one bathroom here now. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, we yeah. we done moved up in the world. Right. How does it compare to Atlanta? That's elite. That's a that's such a loaded that's such a loaded question. I've heard complaints you... about Atlanta's airport low key. It's busy and it's big. But I don't think that it's I don't think it's bad. Yeah, it's just the the traffic. I still like about KCI. Like it is a little bigger, a little bigger than obviously the the older one, but you can still get in and out pretty quickly. I would say, yeah, you know, was, t- yeah. It used to be like five minutes, now it's like ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed, man. Let's you get know? to it, man. Mark, Mark Gunnels is here in my city. He's here in the city of champions. He's here in Kansas <laughs> City handling some family business. Good to have him here for a week. We're going to link up for sure. Make sure we uh, get a photo or something while he's in town. Steven Serta is behind the board as well in Kansas City. Aaron Ladd here as we walk through Chiefs Coast to Coast. Episode 57 here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. What a week it was on and off the field for the World Champion Chiefs. We'll recap their blowout win over the Bears as well as a special fan who was in attendance. If if you haven't heard yet, (laughs) then we'll head on down to Vegas and get the good, the bad, and the ugly from Mark Gunnels' predictions and picks from week three, and then look ahead to week four. Can't have Chiefs Coast to Coast on Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network without you. Yes, you, you listening right now at home, uh, whether you're working out, whether you're on the way to work, whatever you're doing, we appreciate y'all making us part of your day. And we want to make y'all part of the pod. A couple different ways we can do that. Easy way is our voicemail line, 816-514-1267. Actually got a voicemail today that's good enough to make the pod, so we'll throw that one up here uh, and, and discuss as we recap week three of the National Football League. Another way to do that is to chime in on wherever you're watching, YouTube, uh, X, Instagram, Facebook. You got it. <laughs> yes. X, you remember it. <laughs> okay. Wherever okay. y'all are tapped in with us, make sure that y'all uh, use hashtag c to c um to make sure that y'all are part of the show now that i mentioned that let me go ahead and uh let me go ahead and, and blast this out on x really quick uh, to make sure everybody out there knows that we're live as we are every wednesday at six o'clock on arrowhead pride 
platform. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm so proud of you, man. You got the X down this week. Major improvement over the last couple of weeks. You know, it's a process, though. I get it. You know, it's still fresh, but, you know, you're making Elon Musk very happy. So that I'm not so happy about, but it is well, good to. <laughs> it's good to have some consistency here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, KC Colossals tapped in with us on YouTube, says, What's good, fellas? Uh, watching from KC Bo. Good to have y'all. JV is back. Uh, so yeah, if you're in the chat, love to uh, love to make y'all part of the show, and we'll get to those questions later in the show. Let's get right into it, man. Chiefs recap. Mahomes avoids. He's a magician. Chiefs recap. Chiefs improved to two and one on the year after dismantling the Chicago Bears. 41-10, the final. Really don't even know if it was as close as that uh, score shows because the Bears got a garbage time touchdown towards the end. Patrick Mahomes has a Patrick Mahomes-like day. 24 for 33, 272, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Isaiah Pacheco is a Chiefs leading rusher with 62 yards on 15 carries. Look, I have Justin Fields in a couple fantasy leagues, and I went into the day just saying, I need two scores from you. I don't care how they happen. If it's a blowout game, even better, because I know you'll be throwing the ball and you'll be running all over the yard. And still, and still, Justin Fields finishes under 100, under 100 yards passing on the day with a touchdown and an interception. He was running around for his life for for many parts of that game. So let's go to the voicemail first. We're gonna, this is different. We're going to start with a voicemail here because oh, wow. the voicemail Early. is actually, I know, right? We're not even going to hear from our goals first. <laughs> We're going to hear from a voicemail first because I think it leads in perfectly to how we can discuss this game and break this down. This voicemail is from a Chicago Bears fan. What does he have for us? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is a Bears fan calling in. Uh, just getting your opinion. Um, uh the Bears are obviously a terrible team. I hate that I love them, but I do. Uh, nevertheless, um, you, uh, do you guys have faith that Petra Holmes actually looks better, or do you think the Bears are just really that bad? I think the Bears are that just that bad, but combination of both. All right, God bless. That leads perfectly into this, Mark Gunnels, is the Chiefs offense, and I want to thank him for that voicemail. He didn't say his name, just said a Bears fan, so thank you, a Bears fan, for diving <laughs> in. Is a Bears fan onto something here? Is the Chiefs offense back on track, or was it just an inferior opponent that they faced in week three at home? I think it's a mixture of both. I don't think you can go one side or the other on this one because last week against the Jaguars, going back to week two, while the offense didn't score that many points, I feel like a lot of their drives got killed by penalties. So we didn't even get to see them really get into a flow because they had multiple drive killers. There were several times they were facing third and 15 and more. When you're living in that world, it's hard for you to have a consistent offense, sustained drive. So I do think they cleaned up that in this game. There were a couple of penalties still. We'll get to that later with Jawan Taylor. But for the most part, it was more clean than it was in Jacksonville. So I think you were able to see them actually have a functional offense, not playing behind the chains, you know, get, living in thir- second and five, third and short. So I, I do think it's a mixture of both because we know the Bears are they're awful. I mean, there's no other way to put it. There, I think there's a, a part of this where maybe guys – psychologically quit 
and I hate saying that about professional athletes, but I do think there is a thing when you had all that turmoil that was going on last week in Chicago, and now you had to face the defending champions in their building. And when you get down multiple scores, considering your offense can't even score at one touchdown, I think defensively you're kind of defeated because you know at that point the game's already over. You already gave up 14, 20 points. Your, your offense isn't scoring that. So it's like, what am I playing super hard for at this point? Because we're offense that can't score. So I think that plays a part in it as well when you have such a bad offense. And I think it leads to your defense not being able to play well. And then also, you're on the field a lot, right? You got three and outs. You're not sustaining drives. The defense is coming out there a lot back to back. And eventually, you're going to wear down, not only mentally, like I mentioned, but physically as well. So it's definitely a mixture of both, though. Chiefs held the ball for 36 minutes to Chicago's 23 in the week three win at GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. GV, JV's hangout says the Buffalo Bills only beat the Bears by three points. So who knows? I'm starting to agree or I would side and agree with you a little bit more on this, Mark. It's a mixture of both. I, I, I said something on 610 and I'll repeat it here. You know, my parents would always say growing up, you don't get credit for doing the things you're supposed to do. Taking out the trash doing your homework, making your bed. You know, that's the stuff, the little stuff that, you know, you think as a kid, like, oh, you know, you get celebrated and like, I, I should get smiles and stuff like that for But no, in my opinion, the Chiefs were supposed to do this to the Bears. It was supposed to look like this. There's no way that we get, we come on this podcast and we celebrate the Chiefs for doing anything less than what they gave us here in week three. I do give Kansas City's uh, give Kansas City some kudos for how it looked and making it look as easy as it did. If we're taking away that Juwan Taylor penalty, we had another touchdown on the board. Uh, and then, of course, Blaine Gabbert comes in and, and there's a couple hiccups in the offense there. One thing I, when I'm looking at the stat sheet from week three, one thing that really gives me something to celebrate as far as this offense getting back on track is just how many players were involved in the passing game. Mahomes connects with 10 different receivers or pass catchers, if you will, in the win, even though Kadarius Tony's one catch went for negative one yards, but that's what you want to see. I mean, that's what you want to see from a Mahomes-led offense when it's clicking, Mark, when when everything's going well. Uh, I still have a few more qualms about the run game and potentially how impactful they can be once the weather starts to change a little bit. But as far as Mahomes leading the offense down the field and capitalizing on their drives, uh, we saw everything we needed to see, in my opinion, uh, against the lowly Chicago Bears. So you know what the scale is right now. You have your you have your control in the experiment. You know what it looks like when all things are going well against air or against the Chicago Bears. Air. Uh, now you <laughs> now you go and see what it looks like <laughs> against uh, a, a tougher test. I don't I don't think that'll come this next week, but uh, eventually, right? You're you're building blocks. Yeah, for sure. And also, I want to mention, kind of going back to what you said about Jawan Taylor, that penalty that took away the MVS touchdown. Yeah. Not yeah. only that, if they didn't take that away, we don't see Mahomes roll his ankle because that happened the next play. It happened the very next play. <laughs> I think that's what made it even worse. Is like we could have avoided this if you know it, that didn't happen. So, but he's fine. He's good to go. But that was definitely a a hold your breath moment for a chief's kingdom. I was talking about the pass catchers and I know you shot a little message in, in the um, chat about wanting to give some love to the young guys after kind of a rocky start to the season in this week, three game against the bears where she rice gets seven targets, five catches, 59 yards, sky Moore six targets, four catches, 42 yards, eye popping numbers off the stat sheets. 
But as far as impact, Mark Gunnels, as far as these guys putting their fingerprints and getting that trust and that chemistry down with QB1, where's your comfort level as far as what you saw after this game? I feel really good. I mean, on a scale of one to 10, if you want me to do that for you, for as far as my comfort level with the young receivers, I'll probably put it at a, a solid seven and a half. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. I mean, the fact that Rasheed Rice has already had an impact and we're not even a quarter into the season yet. And, you know, about the whole rookie wide receiver curse under Andy Reid. We've heard about that all offseason and he may be breaking it. I mean, that guy gets upfield quick. There's no wasted motions, Aaron, when he catches the ball. He's not trying to dance around. Yeah. He's not trying to go backwards and trying to juke somebody and go all the way to the house. He catches it, and he's he's gone. And unfortunately, the guy could have had two touchdowns. He got stopped at the one-yard line twice. I don't think I've ever seen that before for one guy in, in the game. You, you get stopped at the one-yard line twice. So that, that was kind of uh, frustrating for him, I, I could imagine. You know, you you want those touchdowns for your stats, especially as a rookie. But, I mean, I, I feel really good with him. He's good at finding the soft spots in the zone. I think that's really vital. He kind of gives me that juju vibe from last year. You know, kind of a big body receiver, move the chains. But he has more pop as far as acceleration than juju did. And then Sky Moore, you already know how high I am on Sky Moore. And I did some math, and right now he's on pace for just under 700 yards on the season. <laughs> he's trying to figure out how to get that 800 yeah, to pay I, off. <laughs> I, I, I did the calculations. Right now he's on pace for about 680, but that's considering he had zero yards week one. So I, I feel pretty good he's going to get over 700. Wasn't that, wasn't that the bet, 700? I thought it was eight. We'll have to go back and listen. We'll have to go back and listen. I, I'm pretty sure it was okay. a look at you already trying to slither your way down to 700. But no, how, uh, how do you feel about uh, Sky and Rasheed from what you've seen so far? I, I thought the young and, and Kingdom Queens, shout out them. They do great work um, and, and really love them tapping in with us here. Uh, they commented in our chat here, Chiefs offense built confidence this week. Bears had a lot of adversity. It may take a while for them to overcome it. That's what this was. I, I, that's probably one of the biggest uh, themes I would take away um, from this week on both sides of the ball. We know that the defense has been playing well and sure, whatever more confidence they could get, the better. But offensively, you needed to go out there and do it against another professional football team. No matter how professional we think the Chicago Bears uh, unit is currently, they're the next team on the on the schedule. And you went out there um, and you put it together. Rasheed Rice, to me, I always thought had what it took to make an impact right away. It was just about catching the ball, man. And, and I didn't get too nervous about that in the preseason because it's preseason. He's a rookie. There's a lot of things going on. He's trying to get plays. He's trying to go out there and just play fluidly, get – uh, chemistry with QB1, all the different stuff. Like I knew eventually the game would start to slow down. Eventually, I didn't know it would happen as soon as this. Um, but I do have more faith in him than 24 as of this very moment. I have a lot, a lot of faith right now in Kansas City's defense. Talk about the confidence that they've been building. These numbers from Pro Football Focus, the Chiefs have allowed just have allowed points on just 21.9% of their drives this year that ranks second in the NFL. Seven of their 32 drives have ended in points for the opposing team. That includes week one without Chris Jones. So don't just say, hey, since Chris Jones has come back, yada, yada, yada. 
this, this, this. Um, the Chiefs defense play well. They continued that against Justin Fields, who had looked all uncomfortable all up until uh, week three and through week three. Yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about this defense, especially considering we know typically under Spags uh, in Kansas City, they normally start slow. You know, that's kind of been the theme where they start off slow, then about midway through the season, they start getting their footing and heading to the playoffs. They're pretty damn good. So the fact they're starting off this quick already, and not to mention, like you said, without Chris Jones game one, you didn't have Nick Bolton this game against the Bears. I know it's just the Bears, but still, Nick Bolton is your second or third best defender, wherever you rank him on your defense. And not to mention, Aaron, there's a guy named Charles Aminahu that's just waiting in the wings to come back week seven against the Chargers. So I, I, I think there's another level this defense can go to. You know, I could see how people saying, well, maybe they're – are they capping out too early? Are they peaking too fast? I could see that concern. But like I said, I think Charles Amenehu is really going to be a thing. You know, he was stuck in San Francisco. We know how good their defensive line is every single year. It's kind of hard to crack that rotation. Even when he did, he still made impactful plays. So, yeah, I, I think there's another level they can reach. And then how about Drew Tranquil? I mean, stepping in, first year in the system, taking that, that mic position, for Nick Bolton calling out the plays. And from what I can tell, he seemed like he had a pretty damn good game. You know, all the players were raving about him, talking about how he had the understanding of the playbook and what the Bears were trying to do. And just very, very impressed. Because it's not easy to have that green dot just thrown on you when you didn't have it during training camp or preseason or the first couple of games. So I thought that was really the main thing that stood out for me without Nick Bolton being in the fold. Yeah, that's what I was going to hit on. I know you want to touch and give some love on yeah. Trent McDuffie for his performances uh, three weeks into the NFL season, but had a chance to catch up with Drew Tranquil in the locker room after the game, finished with a team high, eight tackles and a half a sack in the win over Chicago and just said, you know, you know, he had been training up to this moment, right? Andy Reid is known to have one of the toughest training camps in all the National Football League, if not the toughest. This is a guy who came over from a division foe thought that he knew things about the Chiefs and how they do business from the outside and then got on the inside and realized just how important attention to detail is, just how tough it is to run Steve Spagnuolo's unit defensively and uh, stepped in and did a big job after really having limited snaps um, in week one, has kind of had to turn his workload up a little bit more. It sounds like Nick Bolton's absence could extend another week as he was a DNP again on Wednesday for practice. So, look, we know Kansas City, and we've had our eyes on some of the decisions that they'll have to make headed into 2024. Obviously, you know, Legereus Sneed is one of those guys that uh, the fan base will wonder, will he be here, will he not be here? There's going to be a decision made in that linebacker room, right? Who's the odd man out? This was a unit that kept six people in it this year. Uh, Drew Tranquil was one of the new faces. Yeah. He's kind of auditioning now, if you will, Mark, to be like uh, – to steal Isaiah Pacheco's phrase, to take a grown man's job, to, to be <laughs> honest with you. And uh, through through uh, one week being the green dot, being the Mike backer, uh, he's done exactly that. Yeah, 100%, man. And he's a guy we've obviously faced throughout the years with him being on the Chargers. So we, we understood the type of player that he is. He's one of the best, I think, coverage linebackers in the league. 
he has really good skills when it comes to that department. But speaking of coverage skills, let me talk about <laughs> like you mentioned. You like that transition? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I see you. I see you learning some yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Trent McDuffie, man. Uh, this is a guy that I've been super high on since they drafted him in the first round. And I think part of it is because we've seen Brett Veach throughout the years do a lot of bargain shopping at a corner, right? Getting these guys in the fourth round, sixth round, getting former first round picks from other teams that they don't want them anymore. So the fact that he was willing to draft him with his own first round pick, that said a lot to me because. Those guys that he's bargain shopped on have been good, but they're not these blue chippers, right? Trent McDuffie is, and now he's starting to show exactly that. I mean, I know PFF has a lot of critics, so people love it depending on what day it is, but he's been the highest graded cornerback in the league so far, Aaron, the highest graded. Oof. Guys don't really throw his way. He already has, what, two forced fumbles. That's one thing I really, really like about him because I didn't know this out of college, that the fact that he's so physical. I knew about his coverage skills, that he has the technique. He's very uh, fundamentally sound, but he's not scared to get down there and get his nose dirty. And I think that really, really elevates this defense to another level because now you're taking the ball away. You have a corner that likes to tackle. And like I mentioned, guys don't really throw his way. And when they do, He's sticky, man. He's just really, really sticky. And then shout out to our great friend, Nate Taylor. He had a great article on The Athletic talking about Trent McDuffie. And Dave Merritt, the defensive back coach, said he's the best corner we've ever we've drafted. <laughs> he's the best corner. And, and the title of the article is Trent McDuffie is the second best defender on this team now behind Chris Jones. Some people say may, may say Nick Bolton. Some people may say Legereus Sneed, but I think I'm here. I think I'm here, man. I know it's only after three weeks in the sophomore season, but I really think you have a potential all-pro corner, and that's something the Chiefs haven't been able, been able to say in a very, very, very long time. I don't think that's a stretch at all. We're continuing to recap Chiefs and Bears here on Chiefs Coast to Coast episode 57 on Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. This is something that I really don't want to keep talking about on this podcast. This is something that I want this to be the last time we bring this up on Chiefs Coast to Coast. We're talking Jawan Taylor and his snap timing once again after an untimely penalty wipes away seven points from the world champs. Jawan Taylor was flagged for illegal formation and this is really starting to get kind of murky, man, because now guys are doing like Zapruder film videos where they're taking screenshots and like drawing a straight line. And then they're watching Lane Johnson get off the line and saying, wait a minute, he's doing this. And it's all over the place. There's no consistency. Andy Reid said as much. Patrick Mahomes said as much. So today, Wednesday in the locker room, I went right up to Jawan Taylor himself and asked him this point blank question about the flags. This is what he had to say. Um, I wouldn't say picked on. Uh, definitely, I, I know I definitely got to clean it up, so I wouldn't just, you know, blame the officials. Uh, so, no. I asked him if he feels like he's being picked on. Andy Reid earlier in the week said that the inconsistencies need to stop. He feels like he is being picked on. And I think Taylor was being a little company man, a little political with his answer. 
Um, but at this point, it, it's no longer just it's no longer just fun and games. This is impacting now deep until the first quarter of the league season. W- what's the issue here, Mark? Or, or what's the solution? I guess is the better question here for Jawan Taylor. Is is it in her internal, or do the Chiefs need to start seeking inside the league office with what's going on? I I have a feeling that they've already done that. Uh, based on Andy Reid's pressers as of late, he's starting to seem very, very annoyed and ticked off by this. And that's not typical Andy Reid. And, you know, he brought in some somebody else, right, to see if they would call it. And they were lined up the exact same way as Jawan Taylor, and they didn't call it. But but when Jawan's out there, they're calling it. So, yeah, I think the target on his back. I mean, you're playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the it team in the league right now, defending Super Bowl champions. And it started Thursday night against the Detroit Lions when everybody was watching. And it's been a trickle effect since then. But it's something that you hope doesn't linger throughout the course of the season. Like, wouldn't you, could you imagine if a touchdown was taken away in a playoff game because of that? Could you imagine? <laughs> like, I don't want it to get to that point. So I, I really hope they, they can somehow nip this in the bud uh, that's why I'm glad it's happening so early. I'm glad yeah. it's happening. If it was, if it was going to happen, I'm glad it's happening right now. I'm glad this didn't start like in December because then it could linger into January. So hopefully it's week four coming up. You have plenty of weeks to clean it up or the rest to finally just let it go. We got the message. Okay. Now it's, it's getting a little weird now. So I, I, I have faith though, that it, this would not be a thing throughout the entire course of the season. Remember when we were in that upside down portion of NFL world where like nobody knew what a catch was and like guys had to survive the <laughs> process of the catch and it had to hit the ground and two like one cheek equals two. Like there was this whole thing around what a catch. We're kind of entering that point now with false starts. It's like, well, are you lined up right? Is your space here? Are you getting the jump? Are you right with the ball or are you right with this? Like it's all over the place. The videos are getting ridiculous. I, I, I wonder if because I you you and the the chat is right about this. Uh, somebody chimed in and says Andy normally stays out of the ref stuff, and and that's accurate, right? Like usually it takes a lot to get Andy Reid to be critical of anybody. I heard him say glowing things about Zach Wilson today, which I was like, bro. So for for Andy Reid to come out and be as forceful, be as straightforward as he was, I think you may be right. I think they've already done their due diligence behind the scenes to say. Our guy isn't the only one. So if you're going to call it for us, then it needs to be a flag on every other guy when he does it as well. I I just, I I hope that that's enough, but I guess we'll wait and we'll see, Mark. Let's go from one Taylor to another. How about that? You like that transition? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is your girl, man. This is is your uh, game day. I woke up and I, I had a couple text messages that said, you know, there might there might be a little there might be a star sighting. There might there, there might be somebody there that you uh you want to look out for. <laughs> uh, and this was cool to see. If you haven't heard, Taylor Swift was at the latest Chiefs game. She was sitting in, in a box, which had been reported as Travis Kelsey's box. It is the family suite that Travis Kelsey had access access to this week. So she was there. They were spotted after the game together. She has brought all this attention to, to to Kansas City and a lot of people tuned in Mark Gunnels the numbers are in 
The Chiefs Bears was the most watched NFL game on any network this week. Averaged 24.3 million viewers. Also ranked first for women's age 12 through 49. I, I don't know if there's any really serious football analysis here. I just know you're a Swifty, so I'm going to clear out and just let you have let you have at it. Well, you know what's fascinating about those numbers and the fact that it was the most watched game is the fact that that game was going on the same time as the Dallas Cowboys game. And that game was com- close. It was competitive. Like, they were on upset alert. Like, that was actually a game that people would want to watch to see the Cowboys lose against the freaking Cardinals while this game was a blowout from the beginning. So that, to me, was shocking. And it just reiterated the star power that Taylor Swift has. The fact that people wanted to watch the Chiefs beat the Bears by 40 points uh, just to see ISOs of Taylor Swift in, the, in a box. But, um, I mean, big picture-wise, I tweeted this tongue-in-cheek. I kind of believe it, though. The Chiefs are the new <laughs> You know, put your, put, your money in the, put your money in the jar, by the way, because you the posted Chiefs it on are, X. The Chiefs, <laughs> oh, oh, I did it. Oh, oh, oh. On X, I posted this on X. <laughs> the Chiefs are the new America's team. It's no longer the Dallas Cowboys. And you could have argued before this even happened. I mean, five straight AFC championship games. Face of the league and tra- Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey, best tight end. Best coach, Andy Reid. But now you got the Swifties on your side. Travis Kelsey's jersey sales went up 40, 400%, Aaron, in 24 hours. Did you see his podcast live today? You see how many viewers they had on there? Record-breaking. I, I can't believe it. New Heights. All the Swifties were tuned in the New Heights today. This is We're America's team. And I think it's only right because we're in the heart of the country. <laughs> oh, you reaching now. This is right in the middle of the map. I mean, it doesn't get more American than Kansas City, Missouri, baby. The Swifties, welcome to the kingdom. If you guys want to learn what 11 personnel is, follow me on Twitter (laughs) at Mark A. Gunnels. I will help you guys watch all 22 film. Let's go. I love it. What did she say in the sweet box? Let's effing go! I'm all in, baby. I love it. I don't it. know why it took this long for people to realize I won't go America's team. I'm going to let you be Skip Bayless on today's episode. But I don't know why it took so long for people to realize that, you know, the Chiefs and this culture that they have around Mahomes and Kelsey. I won't mention Reed, just Mahomes and Kelsey. It is Heatles-esque, if you will. It is like... It has got that phenomenon, especially here in Kansas City, especially here in the Midwest. I think that, you know, bringing in this this fan base and Taylor Swift, and you can speculate on whether it's a real relationship or not a real relationship, whatever. Bringing in another fan base to expand kind of their territory, their global territory, their footprint out for new people to come into the fold, for, for casual fans to come into the fold and realize what's going on here. Oh, like. Not only is this what American football is, but this is the most exciting brand of American football. They've got a quarterback who can do anything. They've got a brand that can, they've got a quarterback that can, you know, throw sidearm and behind the back. He didn't, like, 
I think that this is – I don't know why it took so long because they've won two, two out of the last four Super Bowls, been to five straight – like, I don't know why it took this long, but I think that it really shows and, and kind of amplifies that the Chiefs have a dynasty, man, on the field and off. Yeah, I mean, just – this adds so much to the aura of Kansas City Chiefs football. Mm. And, like – it feels like Showtime Lakers. It just feels that's another good one. Yeah, it feels so big now. Like, and it was it already was big. It should have already been big, but now it's there's no cap on it at this point. As long as Taylor Swift is is rocking with the Chiefs and hanging out with Travis Kelsey, you know TMZ or whoever called him out after the game in the drop top. You see that picture <laughs> with, with, with Swift riding around the town. Well, she was like downtown Kansas City. Could you imagine if you were just on Westport and you just saw Kelsey and Swift just riding through the town casually with the top down? Are we going to see Taylor Swift on Westport? I give it two weeks before she's like, uh, let's 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 get out of town. You know, let's go to L.A. You know, you're going to see Taylor Swift at your favorite bar you always go to. No, she's not showing up. <laughs> she's not showing up there. <laughs> it was cool to see. It was cool to see Casey on the big stage. I had family members, casual fans, people I hadn't talked to since high school reaching out. And and that showed you the reach, man. That shows you just how um big her brand is. And and it seems like Travis Kelsey is attaching himself to that brand. I wish them the best. He's watching the show right now. I see somebody chimed in. Mike Richardson says, first time listener, I mess with this show. Appreciate you ch- oh. uh, chiming in with us, Mike Richardson. Hey. Hopefully we got a, a couple new Swifties tuned in. We, we gave them the fix. We, we're actually going to stick in entertainment here because it was a busy week in entertainment and still will continue to be here in Kansas City. This will be fast. The Super Bowl has a halftime show. They've officially announced it. And I thought this was a home run hit. This had to be it, right? I, I was thinking... I was doing the math. I'm like, oh, God, we probably might not get another, like, of the culture act. You know, it might they might go boy <laughs> band or something like that. <laughs> but Vegas, you know, they did it big. And uh, the one and only ATL in the building, Usher Raymond is the Super Bowl halftime uh, performer. What's your favorite Usher song, if you could? Oh, man. Now you put me on a spot there. It's hard. You don't, to even know, you don't even know any Usher songs? What do you mean? No, it's hard to pick one. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, Confession is the whole album. That's just, that's classic. It's one of the best albums ever. Oh, man. I, honestly, you know what? I'm going to keep it in the club. I'm going to say love in the club. Yeah, I, I, I like that jam. You know, I, that was that's a, that was smooth. You know what I'm saying? You can get your little step on to it. You know, you got a little shorty next to you. You know, like, yeah, love in the club. But no, honestly, like if I'm like, it depends on what vibe I'm in. If I'm in my feelings, then it's probably you got it bad. I think he's going to have a lot to choose from. Usher's got generations of hits. I'm going, yeah, it's definitely going to ring off. Absolutely. I hope Lil John and Ludacris are in the building represented for the entire city of Atlanta. But um, yeah, I like if you're talking about in the club, I I like love in this club. It might not be a it might not be Super Bowl uh, appropriate, but. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's only fitting though because you know, every summer he always has a res- residency out there, yeah, 
in Vegas, you know, is always a big thing. So I think it's fitting that he's doing the Vegas halftime show. But I will say this made me feel officially like an old head. Cause I've seen a lot of young guys, young people on the internet talking about Usher. I haven't heard an Usher song since 2010 when I was three years old. I'm like, how old are you guys? Like they're calling the Usher washed and all of that stuff. I'm like, oh man, yeah. It's I'm I'm reached that I've reached that old head phase now because they're yeah. <laughs> they don't and know. while they the don't Chiefs know are busy Sunday night football, you can watch that here in Kansas City exclusively on your home of the Chiefs, KSHB 41. There will be something else going on at Arrowhead Stadium. The one and only Queen B in the building. She's tearing down Arrowhead Stadium. Y'all better be mute when the mute challenge happens. I asked Patrick Mahomes about it today. Said he didn't know what the mute challenge was, but he knew Brittany was upset because the date got changed. So she's not going to be able to make it. She'll be at MetLife instead. But I think it's cool. You know, Sprinkle, like Casey is like the epicenter of like entertainment for one week, right? For for one week or like a week and a half, we got a lot going on. I found it interesting, too. I mean, I guess the game is so early, it won't matter. But the Royals have a home game that same day against the Yankees. It's a 12 o'clock start, though. But I mean, the Yankees... Yankees fans might pull up. Two teams that aren't making the playoffs this year. Well, you know, the Yankees have a brand, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't time play at night, too. Like, I don't know. It's going to be some tough decisions to be made, right? Well, I guess, I don't know. That seems like a pretty kinda... easy decision to me. Beyonce. Wait, what's or... the easy decision? Beyonce or the Royals? You no, no, I'm talking about the Chiefs. I'm talking about the Chiefs game. Like, uh, watching it. Like, having to watch it. Yeah. Because they're both at nighttime. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There will be some interesting tailgates going on in the Truman Sports Complex parking lot. Let's go ahead and, uh, and preview that Chiefs-Jets game. You can't do this. You can't escape. You can't make these plays. You can't make these throws. Come on, give us a sneak preview. Chiefs preview.
Uh, I want to get to some milestones before we get to injuries. These were eclipsed in the win over the Bears. Andy Reid solidifies his 271st career win that moved him past Tom Landry for fourth all time on the uh, head coach's list for wins. We are witnessing greatness when it comes to Andy Reid and the Chiefs, as well as their quarterback. Patrick Mahomes officially becomes the fastest quarterback ever to reach 25,000 passing yards, did it in 83 games. The record previously was held by Matthew Stafford, who got it done in 90 games. Cool stuff there. Now we're talking Chiefs-Jets, and the first injury report of the week is out. It's Wednesday when we record these Thursdays in your feed. But a lengthy, lengthy, lengthy injury report list, only a few of them limited or did not practice. Kadarius Tony and Chris Jones listed as limited participants. Tony with the toe, Chris Jones with a groin injury. Nick Bolton is once again absent from practice dealing with that ankle injury. And Noah Gray was sick on Wednesday and did not make it to practice. I think of those names before I hand the rock over to you, Mark Gunnels. I'm paying attention to Kadarius Tony. The Chiefs have been monitoring his snap count and his usage very, very closely. I believe he only played 10 snaps in the game against the Bears. Obviously, they didn't really need him, but he has not played much in kind of all three games. I kind of figure that this may happen, especially kind of how we talked about him leading into the year with the injury, trying to rebound, had the surgery in training camp, didn't practice a lot, and then the letdown in week one. They've been very careful with getting him back into the fold. Who has your attention from uh, the injury report headed into this Jets game? Yeah, so obviously Kadarius Tony, but I'm also looking at Nick Bolton. Um, the fact that he didn't practice again, he didn't practice last week either. Now, maybe it's a precautionary thing because I don't think they need him again this week against the Jets in that offense. So I'm okay with him sitting out again, but I'm wondering is this actually more serious than is being led on? Um, so I'm I'm look I'm keeping my eye on that, but I'm not overly concerned. Uh, as far as Kadarius Tony, I think he will play again, but I think it's going to be this common theme all year where he plays, but his snaps are very, very far few in between, especially with the emergence of Richie, uh, not Richie James, but Rasheed Rice. I, I think that in the fact they're showing confidence in him so early, I, I think that kind of makes it easier to kind of slow play Kadarius Tony than obviously Sky Moore. We know MVS is always going to get the snaps and Justin Watson as well. So it's a pretty crowded room of guys that they seem to trust. So I don't think there's really a, a need or a rush to get Tony out there and have him play 50% of the snaps right now. I think another thing that's kind of helped is the emergence of this Montreal Washington uh, kid, the returner uh, from Denver. Well, we had good. a chance to catch up with him uh, in the locker room on Wednesday after practice said, Hey, he was just eager to have a role found out that he would be um, coming on to the roster late and was excited to just, uh, you know, help out the champs and get them in good field position, had three punt returns, the longest of which went for 23 yards to help set up KC in that situation. Look, I don't think they're rushing KT at all. As we've said multiple times on this platform, whatever he gives you is gravy we think the trade is already justified based on what he was able to do in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. Make sure he's right. Make sure his confidence is there because you don't want to put him out there and then have a disaster strike or anything like week one. Slow play it. There's uh, reinforcements behind Tim, and uh, I don't think we're too worried. Even if Nick Bolton had to miss, 
this is the time in the schedule that you want to miss, Mark, right? Like Bears and Jets. Like I couldn't script up any two better games uh, for a guy to miss who we know is a big part of what they like to do down the stretch. Yeah, 100%. Then next week, you're actually playing a real offense. I know they're 0-3, but the Vikings offense is legit. Uh, so that would be a game maybe where you do want your defense at full strength because they do they do put up points despite them being winless at this point. Mark, I got aggregated today. What's up? I hate when that happens, man. I, and it, it, it wasn't for... <sighs> okay. So we're talking Chiefs Jets. So we're in the locker room and we wanted to get an opinion from one of the Chiefs defenders on, you know, what they see from the Jets offense. It wasn't me specifically who asked this. I thought it and I was around when it was asked. Um, But my good friend Todd Lebo from Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City asked Willie Gay when he cuts on the film, what does he see from Zach Wilson and the Jets offense? Kind of stopped, paused. You know, you could see a little smile developing. And his first words after that was, were, he sees a team that likes to run the ball or wants to run the ball. And then he kind of went on and said, you know, didn't mean that as a slight to, to Wilson, but, you know, they had a big change at the quarterback position. None of that nuance mattered. I mean, none of the nuance mattered at all. Oh, Serta says he has the video, actually. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we had that. Yeah, let, 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 let's hear from Willie Gay right now here in the locker room. <laughs> when you look on tape, what are you seeing from Zach Wilson in their offense? Damn. <laughs> that was a hard question. I can't lie. Uh, the team that want to run the ball, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of course, man, you know, not, not, that wasn't, you know, to be funny or anything, but A-Rod got hurt and it turned into a team where, like, in panic mode almost. That's what I see, at least. And um, they got great running backs, so now they're just trying to pound it, pound and ground, um, like they did, uh, what, what what game was that? Who did they just, I don't know if they won or not, but uh, I feel like the running back's been rolling. So, uh, like I say, three great ones. So, that's, I feel like that's their game plan. Is that bulletin board material in your opinion? First of all, why do you seem like so stressed out about this or worried? <laughs> Look, I don't it does me no good to put dudes in in position where it looks like they're taking shots at one side or another. That's why I included the whole quote in that tweet. That's why I tried to add as much context as possible. I put the full question in there, put part of his in like I it doesn't do me any good. A lot of people will be like, "Oh, you, you clickbait and you like no. Not, I am the one who actually has to go in there and see these guys again. The last thing I want to do yeah. is have to have an awkward moment or anything like that. Yeah. But I think, that. let me just say this. I'll, I'll pass it after this. Why is it so hard to say, say guys are struggling? Why is it so hard to just say, you know what? He looks uncomfortable. We're going to make sure he stays uncomfortable. I don't, I think when you try and like dance around it and like kind of smile and laugh and smirk, it almost makes it worse, Mark. It, it almost it almost is like the elephant in the room avoiding well i mean first of all shout out to that j school in columbia man great journalism uh, skills by aaron lad there giving the full story man hard-hitting journalism baby i love it um but he's not wrong though and shout out to the kingdom queens for saying that he's just stating facts i mean like i say it's just facts just facts. I mean, 
and, and am I scared to poke the bear of Zach Wilson? <laughs> like, who is Zach Wilson for me to be like, uh-oh, I gave Zach Wilson bullets and board material now. Oh, I need to watch out. He's going to throw over 300 yards and four touchdowns on me now. <laughs> like, no, this is Aaron Rodgers or something or Josh Allen. This is, this is Zach Wilson. If anything, I want him to feel like he has to prove a point. That means he's going to throw some picks. He's going to be forcing stuff and trying to be out of body. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who who gives a rip if I give Zach Wilson bullets of war material? In that uh, clip, Willie Gay said that the, the Jets running backs had been rolling and that that was really going to be their, their point of emphasis entering this game. The Jets running backs are averaging uh, four yards a carry. Uh, and and 91 yards a game so um you know it's oh, just wow. uh, oh, oh oh do we have a breaking news sounder sort just you got breaking news here for us I have breaking something, news. Just, something just came across jordan schultz very very credible source just tweeted taylor swift plans to be in attendance for the Chiefs jets game this sunday night in new york wow why did you waste our t- Breaking. Taylor Swift will be in New York Sunday night, baby. Uh-oh. This thing is rolling, man. This thing is rolling. Why? Why did you hit that's, hey, that, that's breaking news. Wow. I'm looking at the post now. Taylor Swift plans to be in attendance. I'm like, and it's Sunday night. You know Chris Collinsworth is going to be all over it all night long. <laughs> this is, You know I went to school for this, right? Like I went to journalism school. And I yeah. took out student loans. and Now y'all got me tracking down Taylor Swift. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So you got nothing for Zach Wilson? You got more You got more energy for, you got more energy for Taylor Swift than you do for As Zach Wilson? As I should. As I should. Zach Wilson would not be in this league in two or three years. Two or three? Oh, am I being too nice? Well, they did uh, some actual football news. They actually did bring in Trevor Simeon this week, sign him to the practice squad. Yeah. He could potentially um, see the field this week against against the Chiefs. I mean, hey, it, might, it could get ugly. I mean, let's say if the Chiefs get out to an early lead. And you know, New York fans are relentless. So I can hear the booze already, and they might start chanting Trevor Simeon's name. You know how fans are with the backup quarterback. And it's New York, so, I mean, it's possible. I mean, he just got there, though, so he probably doesn't, doesn't know the playbook, really. So I doubt he gets in this week unless it's just – it has to be just complex. He's fumbling. The game's out of hand. And they're just like, let's just see what he got. We'll give him like we'll script like fifteen to twenty plays. See what he can do. Let's get but. to Vegas before before Mark's Wi-Fi starts tripping. Oh, there it is! There it is! Two touchdowns. Win by Elite Church. Let's go to Vegas with Mark. All right, we're back in Vegas, recapping week three with Mark Gunnels, our Chiefs picks 
expert. He went one and two last week, and here were the picks. Some of these are bad beats, man. I'm going to be honest. I was, I was so like, close. Bro, Justin Fields was like two yards away, dude. Oh, my God. You had the over on Justin, Field, Justin Fields rushing yards at 48 and a half. He finished with 47 total rushing yards. Brutal bad beat there. The other miss was the over on Mahomes passing yards at 285 and a half, and he finished with 272. <laughs> so close to a perfect day. That's Jawan Taylor. Tell Jawan Taylor to line up. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Oh, my gosh. And the one hit, this was a this was a gimme. You took the Chiefs first half spread. It was seven points, and the Chiefs were leading 34 nothing going <laughs> So Mark Gunnels goes one and two in week three, and he's three and six on the year. I don't think it's bad. You're in a a good spot. All it takes is one perfect week to get you back to 500. I have a feeling that this week could be that perfect week. Mark Gunnels and Taylor Swift are looking ahead to week four. (laughs) Mark, what you got for us? All right. So I'm going back to Mahomes passing yards, but I'm taking the under this week, actually. Said 280 and a half. I, I think this Jets defense is really, really good. They have one of the best secondaries in the league. I think the Chiefs lean a little bit more on the running game. And if it does get out of hand like it did last week, you're not going to be passing the ball that much. Uh, so I, I think that under there is pretty safe at 280 and a half. And I'm taking the Chiefs spread full game this week, nine and a half. I think they win this game by at least 10 points. Like I mentioned before, this Jets offense is really, really bad. I think you're going you're to get a lot of extra possessions, a lot of three and outs. That defense will get tired eventually. Eventually, And I think the Chiefs are good enough to win this game by at least two possessions. And then I'm going the other side here. I'm actually going to take the over on Garrett Wilson's receiving yards. It's only at 52 and a half. Now, I know last week he only had, I think, 48. But I think they will have a conscious effort of trying to force-feed him the ball. There's been some complaints here and there. This is supposed to be his breakout year, year two with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Rodgers got hurt. But I think he can get at least 53 receiving yards in this game. He may pop a big one for about maybe over half of that. So I, I think I'm pretty good there. So those are my three plays. Mahomes under. Passing yards, 280 and a half. Chiefs full game spur at nine and a half. And the over on Garrett Wilson's receiving yards at 52 and a half. I like the plays of the plays. I think the spread is my lad lock for uh, nine and a half. I, I don't see this game being rather close at all. And now that I know that Taylor Swift's going to be in attendance, uh, just going off fast. Our butts uh, are off. <laughs> <laughs> but I like those. Lock those in. Mark Gunnels is trying to get back to 500 here in week four. Thank you for those plays. Your last chance to get in some questions here before we sign off episode 57. I like this one to start us off, though, from KC Colossal. Do we need to question the backup quarterback position? Blaine Gabbert came in in some garbage time relief. Didn't look great. Threw two picks. I don't really want to just dissect them because I didn't really look at them, but I'm just stat sheet hunting two picks. A lot of people were nervous uh, going into the season said, Hey, maybe Shane Michelle should have been the guy. Um, He is in Buffalo now, I believe. 
Um, I believe so. Yes. So are you questioning Blaine Gabbard as the backup? Yeah, I am. It Ooh. makes me rather nervous if Mahomes were to go down and again in the crucial playoff game where Chad Honey, I was pretty comfortable. You know, you know what you're gonna get from him. Nothing, no, nothing flashy, not gonna take any big risks, just gonna go by the script and uh be very careful with the ball. Um Blaine Gabbert didn't look that good in the preseason. Come in, couple picks. One wasn't his fault, though. But I mean, it's a little shaky. It's a little shaky, but obviously you never hope that you have to see him out there. But I, I do wish we had a little better safety blanket at this point. I'm, I am a little concerned. To me, he looks like a guy that's still learning a new system. I, I wouldn't put too much stock into it. I still have faith in his ability <clears throat> to potentially step in long term if Mahomes were to be out, knock on wood. Uh, but it didn't look good. Mm, there's no way to there's no way really to to sugarcoat two interceptions. It was a blowout, so you won and you move on. But um, just as we see Mahomes trying to get on the same page with these new wideouts, I, I imagine a backup quarterback with even less knowledge of the system is trying to do the same exact thing. Great question there from KC Colossal. Here's one from uh, Kingdom Queens. Are we going trailer or Tavis? For the couple name for, <laughs> and I'll enter and I'll enter one here. I, I heard this one today, and I actually don't hate it. Right, so follow me here, Kelsey. But instead of E, it's I E for like Swifty and Kelsey. You see what I'm saying there? Ah, uh, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like I don't mind that one, but between these two options, I'm I'm going Tavis. Tavis? That doesn't even sound that sounds like a, a messin. I mean, I don't know. Trailer, eh. That's you makes can get made of, fun of. You can get made fun of with that name, trailer. Yeah, it makes me think of other things. <laughs> I saw a meme, but I I don't think I could put say that on this show. Yeah, this is a family program, please. Do you know what I'm talking about though? No, I don't. Okay, I'll tell you off there. Great podcasting there, Mark. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> <laughs> Good show, clean show. We're gonna link while you're in town. Uh if y'all have any questions in the meantime, 816-514-1267. Always looking for voicemails. Always looking for comments. Appreciate y'all being part of the show. For Steven Serta, for Mark Gunnels, I'm Aaron Ladd. Coast to Coast boys are out of here. We out. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. 
dev teams, you get a zero setup developer first environment combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.